Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 412. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 25 through 28. Let's read our passage. Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I do give an opinion as one who by the Lord's mercy is faithful. Because of the present distress, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be released. Are you released from a wife? Do not seek a wife. However, if you do get married, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But such people will have trouble in this life. And I am trying to spare you. This is Paul's first letter to the Church of Corinth. He had founded the church in Corinth about five years earlier on his second missionary journey, and now he's on his third missionary journey. He's in Ephesus. He's received word that there's trouble, divisions in the church. He's received a letter from the church with questions, and he's heard from other people about issues in the church. So he's writing this letter to provide them some instructions, some corrections, some guidance. Now, chapter 7 is all about marriage. And he's addressed different groups in different ways. And it began in chapter 7 with the statement, it's better for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. That seems to be what's guiding the people in Corinth. And so they're looking to abandon marriage. They're looking to live in uh, celibacy in marriage. They're looking to do strange things because they think it's going to make them more spiritual. And Paul's advice to them throughout this has been, no, whatever condition you're in when God called you to follow Christ, remain in that condition. If you're married, stay married. So he's talked to several groups in verses 1 through 7. He talked to the married. And he said, okay, if you're married, then stay married, but in healthy relationship. Don't try to practice celibacy in marriage because it's only going to lead to trouble. Verses 8 and 9, he talked to the widows and widowers, and he said, you're better off to remain unmarried, but if you can't, then get married. In verses 10 and 11, he talked to married couples where both partners are, are believers, and he said, stay married, don't get divorced. And in verses 12 to 16, he talked to where you have a a believer married to an unbeliever. His command to them was, stay married. Don't seek a divorce. If the unbelieving spouse leaves, well, then that's what you're dealt with. But stay married. And then he had this little excursion last time we looked at, where he was talking about Jews and Gentiles and slaves and free, married and celibate, and His whole point there was to amplify his teaching. Whatever condition you were in when the Lord called you, you don't have to change that condition to follow Christ. I did say things like, you know, if you are a slave and you can become free, then, then do so. But you don't have to do so to be more spiritual to follow Christ. So now, pretty much for the rest of this chapter, he's speaking to virgins. There's debate through the ages about who he's actually talking to. Something he's talking to from the perspective of fathers giving their daughters away in marriage. 
some say he's talking to a man and woman who've entered into a spiritual marriage, that is, where they're living together, but not having sexual relations with one another. The common view, which I subscribe to, is the idea that he's speaking to engaged couples. He's not just speaking to single people at large. He's speaking to engaged couples. And so some of the principles do apply to single people at large, but primarily that's who he's speaking to. And likely what the problem is, is you've got couples that are engaged and some of the super spiritual people in the church are leaning on them. And the same ones who are trying to influence people to end their marriages or to live together in celibacy in marriage are saying to these young people who are engaged, don't get married. It's more spiritual to remain single. So Paul's addressing this particular issue. Verse 25. Now about virgins. And so the question there, who is he talking to? I think he's talking to engaged couples. He says, I have no command from the Lord. He had said something like this earlier when he was speaking to a couple where one's a believer, one's not a believer. He said, but I, not the Lord, say to the rest. So here he's saying, there is no command by Jesus. Jesus never talked about this particular instance. So I don't have a command from the Lord. Jesus didn't talk about this. But I do give an opinion as one who, by the Lord's mercy, is faithful. So here he's not saying, I'm speaking with the authority of an apostle, and what I say goes. What he's saying basically is, hey, I know some stuff, and I've got some advice for you. So he does specifically say, I'm giving an opinion here, but a trustworthy opinion. He does know some stuff. God has taught him a lot of things, and so better listen to his advice. Verse 26 is key, but also kind of fuzzy. It says, because of the present distress, I think it's good for a man to remain as he is, specifically single. Now, the people of Corinth are saying, in order to be super spiritual, you should be single. In order to be fully spiritual, you should be single. Paul's saying, no, that's not the case. It's because of the present distress. The problem is, we don't know what he means by that. Is he talking about the end coming? The coming of Christ? Well, when we went through Second Thessalonians, he was basically saying, hey, you guys that are quitting your jobs because you think the end is near, don't do that. And so to say, give up on marriage because the end is near, that doesn't quite fit with his thinking elsewhere. So likely it is something other than just the impending return of Christ. We don't know what's necessarily going on. Now in chapter 11, he's going to talk about many of them have gotten sick and died, and he relates it to how they're profaning the things of God. So is there a lot of sickness? Is there a lot of death in the church? We don't know how widespread all that was, is it because of persecution in the church? No, there is persecution. So we don't know exactly what he means here, but he links his advice here specifically to the situation there. So he says, because of the current crisis, I think it's better for you to remain single. Then verse 27, 
And he says, are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be released. Are you released from a wife? Do not seek a wife. There's different opinions here as to how to take this. Because the word it's translated here is wife. The word can mean wife or woman. So you could translate this to a man bound to a wife or a man bound to a woman. And so what's the difference? Well, wife would mean already married, where bound to a woman just could mean pledged to be married. And we get too caught up into it because you know, he's not given rules for us to follow. He's given advice specific to their situation. So it goes along with the whole thing here. Because if he is talking about husbands and wives, well, this is what he's already addressed before. If you're married, don't get divorced. That's pretty clear. And if you're single, you're better off not to get married. If you're speaking to engaged couples, if you're already pledged to be married, he's saying then don't break it off. But if it's already been broken off, well, then there's no reason to bring it back up again. And then verse 28. However, if you do get married, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. So speaking to the man. Man, if you get married, you haven't sinned. Speaking to the woman. Woman, if you get married, you haven't sinned. Then he adds, but such people will have trouble in this life. I'm trying to spare you. So does this go along with what he was talking about, the present distress? Because this present distress, if you do get married, you're going to have a hard time. Or is that a, a, a guiding principle forever? If you get married, you're going to have hard times. Well, you're going to have hard times whether you get married or not. And marriage does bring its own unique hard times. So the issue here is, it's not a clear-cut command of, if you're single, don't get married. Because he just said right there, if you do get married, you haven't sinned. But you're going to have trouble. Now, he's got to go on in the next section and explain it a little further, what his reasoning is. And his reasoning, he seems to be agreeing with the Corinthians, and it's better not to be married. But it's for a very different reason. He's going to give his reason in, in the next section that we look at. They're saying it's in order to deny yourself to be more spiritual. Paul says that that's not the case. So it's not a matter of achieving a higher level of spirituality. So here he's speaking to engaged couples. And his advice to them, he says, I don't have a command from God on this, but I do have some advice. And it's linked to the problems that you're dealing with right now. I think you'd be better off not to get married. But if you're already pledged to get married, then don't break it off. And if you do marry, you haven't sinned. You're going to have some trouble, and that's what I'd really like to spare you of. So next time we'll get into his line of thinking as to why he says these things, why this is his advice. So thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.